Blog Talk Radio. Well, welcome to the Focus Radio, everyone. My name is Alyssa Gramland, and I am joined by my co-host, Liz Urim. And today, we are going to be talking about money. We're going to be talking about how much are you planning on earning in 2016. And um, the reason we bring this up is this time of year, everybody is out kind of working on their business plans and trying to figure out and forecast and decide, you know, what they're going to do next year. But one of the things that I've noticed, um, and in speaking with Liz, Liz has noticed this too, is that a lot of times we don't really spend time thinking about um, how much we really want to earn and how we're actually going to get there. I mean, I think a lot of times we we focus on our goals, and uh, but we don't really have like a great way to measure what is going to be success and what it is that we where we really want to go. So, Liz, I'm having a hard time explaining this. Why don't you um, tell us a little bit about, tell the audience a little bit about what I'm here because for some reason I'm not getting it out correctly. <laughs> audience, I get to read Alyssa's mind right now. This is really great. No, awesome. <laughs> I, do know, I do know what you're talking about. So what, we're, what we wanted to talk to everybody about today is, is really getting down to strategy is part of it, right? So we're talking about yeah. um looking to make sure, checking in with yourself to make sure that you're headed in the right direction. We're not, we're purposely not really talking about goals today. It's not so much about that, mm-hmm. but it is about reflecting back. How did you do uh, for the year? Are you, are you on the right path? Are you taking the right road? What road will get you to where you want to go? And this is what Alyssa's talking about is with the, how much you want to earn. If you want to earn mm-hmm. enough money, you have to be on the right road or because it's so easy to take, take a detour and if you don't stop and do the reflection piece before launching right into goal setting you're just going to make more goals to take you further down the wrong road and I've done this myself and it you can end up on that wrong road for a long time and maybe it's okay but it might not be what you fully intended to do you could be steering yourself away from where your potential is or where your passion is all that kind of stuff so Want, that's what we're going to kind of talk today about is, is that strategy and is it going to help you uh, get to where you want to go. So when we're talking about this and how much money do you want to earn, one thing is to look at how much money do you want to spend, right? How much money do you mm-hmm. want to spend? Um, what have you spent so far? We need to take a look into ROI. You know, the whole thing around money causes so much angst for the independent small business owner. People, you know, the whole thing causes people to choke up sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it's a, kind of this process you have to go through. Um, and if you can't say the price that you want, if you choke up on that and you're not charging enough, that would be one potential issue for you that you are going to stumble stumble across. So a good time, again, to reflect on that. And there's nothing wrong with not charging enough initially. Sometimes experience is the best teacher. I know that to be true in my case. That's probably true in your case too, Alyssa. How we learn is from mm-hmm. m- making the bad choices or the wrong choices or doing the wrong things. That's okay. No big deal. But reflect back on it. And now is the time to go, okay, I'm going to you know, change things up. So a couple things I think that would be helpful if we talked about today are one is this whole issue around social media. We'll get to that spending money on social media and SEO because that's something that continues to freak people out. 
I should be on it, I'm not on it, am I doing it right, do I need to hire someone, all that kind of business that goes with that causes a lot of stress and only because it's so unknown, isn't it? I am Mm -hmm. personally clueless when it comes to SEO and I don't like that feeling of being um, clueless because I am one of those and I think you are too, Alyssa, where you like to dig in and be able to do it yourself. Maybe you're not going to Mm -hmm. continuously do it yourself, but you like to know how things work. That's why you build websites, your own websites. That's why I do too. <laughs> and and, yep. and uh, with Infusionsoft and all that kind of stuff. For, but I don't know about you, but social media and SEO in particular are a couple areas that I'm just like a little bit clueless on. So we want to talk about that a bit, um, um, whether some questions to ask yourself before launching into you know, figure out spending more money on that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But I think exactly. Yeah, so, well, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry about that. You go ahead. Well, I was just mm-hmm. going to say, you know, there, there's, there are a lot of things to measure when we're trying to figure out how much it is that we want to earn. You know, uh, in the following year in our business, and you know, as small business owners, I think a lot of times we don't look at the big picture. We're just kind of. I don't know, keep trying to keep our legs under us and running, you know, to keep up mm-hmm. with whatever business is coming our way. And so maybe we don't spend the time kind of looking at our business as a business. And so I think that's kind of where, what I want to what I want to get at a little bit today is that, you know, there's a piece where we have to kind of put on our CEO cap, you know, or our CFO cap, and we have to figure mm-hmm. out, okay, how much did I actually spend this year to run my business and did I make a profit? And how yep. much did each little piece of business that I get cost me. And I think this is a really important um, thing that I see people not spending time on is that they want to kind of keep up with everybody else in their industry doing everything that everybody else is doing and mm-hmm. not um, maybe looking at what where they're really getting the return. And, and where, where I'm coming from, I just got off the phone with some clients, really awesome clients. They have a great business and they make a lot of money. But they were thinking about spending, uh, you know, a couple thousand dollars a month on social media and SEO. And um, so we looked back at their business over the last 12 months to see where they actually made money. They don't, they're not really looking to even grow their business. They just kind of want to maintain where they're at. They're very happy with where they're at. They just don't want to lose business, right? So they want to keep up with the competition. And so, um, so we were looking at where their business came from. Well, all of their business, I mean, almost all of it, except for a very, very small portion of it, came from past clients and referrals from their past clients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so, so it didn't really make sense, in my opinion, for them to spend, you know, really it was thousands of dollars a month on, um, on the SEO and social media because they're not looking to reach people they don't really know. You know, right. they're looking there and, and the other business. So it didn't really make sense. And so we were able to kind of work through it and figure out exactly, you know, what makes sense. So for people when they're trying to figure out their business for next year, this is a really important exercise, I think, is to look back at all of the business that you did and figure out how much each one of those pieces of business cost you before you add an additional marketing strategy to your business because it may not make sense, you know, for your particular business, you know. Yeah, this is one that's example. Really great, well, that's a really great example too because it is so easy to get caught up to, to going down the wrong road. Like I was saying, mm-hmm. with that whole mm-hmm. here's my vision, and and there already sounds like in that particular example that they're already all, well on their way to achieving their vision, and right. they've hit kind of really the holy grail if you're getting most of your business from referrals. 
that's really mm-hmm. what most people strive for because that doesn't cost anything except exactly service and <laughs> doing, a, doing exactly. a good job. And mm-hmm. so that is a great example where it's really important to take a step back and and look is is the are, are the methods that you've used are they working and are you getting that mm-hmm. ROI and how long do you think uh, somebody should give something a try. So whether it's a social media or SEO or any other number of marketing methods, how long do you think that they should try? Because we do know it takes time, so you have to give it enough time before you go, mm, that's not working. Mm-hmm. Well, so I think, you know, there's there's lots of different components when you're trying to figure out how much you're, you should spend on a, on a piece of marketing, okay? So say that you were going to, you know, use Facebook ads, okay, for your marketing. Um I think what would be important is to figure out, you know, there's many components to that Facebook ad, right? There's the ad itself. There's the call to action in the ad. There's the headline in the ad. There's the copy in the ad. There's the picture in the ad. You know what I mean? There's all these different pieces mm-hmm. to that ad. And so, you know, so, so to say, well, I'm going to run this ad and I'm going to see if it works and I'm going to let it let it go for six months and if I don't get any business, I'm going to quit. Well, that would probably not be the way to look at it, right? It would be more like, okay, I'm going to run this Add this way for a week, and I'm going to see how many leads I get. Then I'm going to swap out, and I'm going to try something different. So it's always testing, you know, on your marketing to see if it's working and trying new things within that within that one little piece that you're doing. Because usually we don't hit a, hit that little piece of marketing perfectly our first try, you know. So we have mm-hmm. to constantly be testing it. So so I don't know that there's necessarily a time frame, you know, that that really. It, it really kind of depends, right, on what on what the marketing is that you're doing. But I do think that you have to constantly test and improve whatever it is that you're doing until you figure out what works for you, and then and then measure and figure out how much it costs because this is really important to measure that piece, figure out how much it costs, mm-hmm. and then make sure that it makes sense in your business. So I don't know if that was a okay. good answer, but but you see yeah. what I mean? I yeah, I just so I don't know that there's necessarily a time frame. As much as um, what your commitment level is, right? Because if your yeah. commitment level is high, then you'll figure out how to make it work because you'll keep right. tweaking it and testing it until you get it to work for you, you know? so Yeah, so maybe it's more important to focus on the things that are working. So look back mm-hmm. to the reflection, what is working? And if if you find that there's a certain marketing method that you're using that is getting you new clients, maybe double up your efforts or triple up your efforts on that particular marketing effort. Yeah, I like that idea because I think that's – I'm sorry. I like that idea because I think then you can have more control over what you can earn. So say that you want to earn $100,000 next year and you look at what you did this last year to get where you are, you can easily figure out how you could improve and increase the things that you're already doing, you know, to get into that – next level that's I do like to look backwards it's not that you don't add new things and test them and try them but it's kind of like um building on what you already have getting getting what you have in place and working and then add the next layer that's how I look at it so so let's maybe let's look into this a little bit so the question is how much money are you wanting to earn in 2016 so we start to think Mm -hmm. about that let's back into this because it starts with 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 the marketing, and it starts with the leads, right? So it all starts with the leads. Right. And let's talk a little bit about a funnel and what people should be looking for. So what we talked about the measurement, what should we be looking for? It's not just the clients. There's several steps before 
somebody becomes a client. So what should you, what should somebody look at first when they start to kind of evaluate the business and set their strategy for the next year as far as getting um, leads? So we, th- we think about the classic sales funnel. What's the first step in that funnel? Okay, yeah, so you want to attract traffic, right? That's the that's the number one. Yes. The first thing you want to do is attract traffic, okay? So, and there's different phases within the attract traffic phase. You know, usually you want to be able to um, uh, get to the client before everybody else does because I, my example is that most of the time when people are ready to purchase your product, um, there's only a small percentage of people at any given time that are wanting to purchase what you have. And so... Um, what happens is all of us are fighting over those few people, right? So we want to get in front of them, you know, six months before they're ready or, you know, eight months before they're ready. So how do we figure out how do we target them and how do we get in front of them so that we can start to build this funnel, like you said, so that we can be able to control our income a little more because the more people we can put into our funnel, the more sales we can get out of the other side. So what are some thoughts? On, what thoughts do you have as far as how, how could people attract traffic to their um to their funnel. Well, so social media might be one place, having lead pages or opt in pages, having that freebie, you know, that mm-hmm. that's that's one place and that typically would be a place you would let people know, you would alert people to the fact that you have a freebie offer on your website through social media. Ads mm-hmm. is typically good, right? Um, right, and then also, then of course, there's good old networking, face-to-face networking. Again, how do we get the leads? Uh, it's oftentimes giving giving something away. Right, free. and I think yeah, and I think uh, the key to this, you know, if you're trying to figure out how much money you're going to earn next year, you need to figure out how many sales that you want to make next year. And in order to mm-hmm. figure out how many sales you want to make, you ha- you need to know who your target is, right? So if you yep. so again, it's kind of like knowing your target market because we can't we can't reach we can't tell everybody about everything. We want to get in front of the people that we um, that we know are going to be purchasers of our product. So. Um, so I think it's really important to kind of narrow that niche down and get your, you know, two or three funnels in place and then figure out how many sales you're going to be able to make from each one of those funnels and then be able to figure out um, what is it that that particular funnel is going to be interested in, right? So knowing your target so that you can um, give them an offer or information that's interesting to them and, We've talked about this lots of times, you know, like how to identify your target market and where mm-hmm. to find them. But this is where it gets really good because if you can identify that and you can say, well, I want to work with, um, say I want to work with three attorneys next year. Well, then I have to figure out how could I attract, what is it that I have to offer? It starts to get a little bit easier to, um, mm-hmm. to put your marketing together if you can figure that out. Um, yeah, and and another good way, another way to reverse engineer that is to look back over the clients that you've had over the last year and rank them. You could rank them like A, B, C. So best, mm-hmm. good, good, better, best, because any client is a good client. <laughs> They're all good, but mm-hmm. good, better, and best. And that can help you identify, too, well, who do you want to attract more of? Of all the clients that you've mm-hmm. had over the last year, who do you want to attract more of? And that mm-hmm. is helpful, I think, for people too, because sometimes it's like, you know, anyone, and that will help you get away from the anyone. Like you said, you can't; it's too expensive right. to try yeah, to market. Too hard. That. 
to anyone. Yeah. I think another another factor to look at as well, and I think you touched on this briefly, is what products or services are people interested in? Do you have mm-hmm. certain products or services that you've been putting effort into that nobody's interested in? If they're not interested in it, then you need to take a look at that as well. I know, and that's a hard thing for people to let go of. You know, when you put a lot of time, mm-hmm. effort, and energy into something mm-hmm. and and yep. it's not selling and it, either it's the product or the message or the way you're marketing it or, you know, it's it's hard to know what it is. But I, I think where I see people run into trouble is when they have too many products that they're trying to sell too, you know. It's yep. like you got to kind of narrow it down, narrow it down a little bit or at least narrow it down into categories. So, yeah, um, I think that's important. I know my daughter just started a sales job, and it's so cute to watch her. She's um, oh. working for a really cool little social media company. and um, But they have so many products, and she's yet to make her first sale, you know, because oh, she just yeah. doesn't know where to where to go. And so I said, oh, honey, you just have to pick one product that's the most profitable one, you know, for you and for your company that's yep. a good product to work on, and then learn how to sell that one product so yep. that you can, you know, figure out who wants it, who needs it, you know, and who can you get in front of, you know. So that's what she's trying to work on now. But um, another thing, too, to do is figure out, and I know I do this a lot, is to figure out how much do I want to earn per day and how can I do that? Because a lot of times we have these products that we sell that aren't really profitable and we spend a lot of time on them because mm-hmm. they're maybe yep. our babies, but they don't really earn us any money and so um so it's important to figure out you know <laughs> i know are profitable you know what i, I mean? had okay so, yes i do i just had some experience with this last week i had <laughs> okay let's hear it oh my god oh Alyssa, i'm never done learning i tell you what <laughs> there's so much to learn from me there's so many more mistakes to be made by me so right, i have I an i have an i have an amazon seller account and I have used it in the past just to sell sell books. Actually, I was selling some textbooks or something, and I had, but also I have some other books that I purchased. So I have a book called it's not my book, but it's one I I sell through uh, in or Wiley. It's the Eight Dimensions of Leadership. It's a disc book, and it's okay. about your leadership mm-hmm. style using the disc assessment. But it's a book mm-hmm. anyway. I've had you know I purchased a bunch to resell, and I had them out there on Amazon. And I don't know why I was out there looking at my Amazon seller account recently, well, a few weeks ago maybe, and I noticed that that was inactive. And I thought, oh, well, why not? I have a stack of them. Why not, why not activate them? So I did. And all of a sudden, last week, I got, I think it was like last Monday, I got an order for four books. So, wow, that was hmm. exciting. <laughs> I just activated. I was like, wow, I got an order for four books. How exciting. And my husband, of course, says, well, are you making any money? <laughs> so when I was like, he asked, are you making money? I thought, oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh, sure, of course. And then um, and then the next day I got another order. I was like, wow, what's going on here? And then I took a little bit of a closer look. And, you know, because I was selling them for, I had it set up for selling them at the lowest price, matching the lowest price or something like that, rather than setting my oh. own price. Oh, I'm looking at so no, I probably made. I mean, I probably made like five dollars. Not not exactly. Probably not quite worth my trip to the post office to mail the book. (laughs) I 
was excited though. I was like, wow, I was excited about those books. They've been just kind of sitting there. Um, so that would be one of those things to look back and go, yes, you did make some sales, but what was that profit on those? And I can't remember how much I purchased for the book. I think I got a good deal to start with, so maybe I made more than five bucks. But still, it's one of those things like uh, when we talk about time management, we talk about action or, you know, being busy does not equal, well, selling Mm -hmm. a lot does not actually equal profitability unless you know Mm -hmm. how much you're selling it for. I know. I tell you what. So I just so I went in a, and I fixed the pricing on it, uh, and then of course I haven't sold one since. But oh well, the purpose isn't to yeah. deplete my inventory. Sometimes that is. So if you want to deplete your inventory, that can be that can be good. So but but unless you're checking that stuff and looking at it, you might think that wow, I'm making all this money, but maybe not. You have to check to see if you have it priced right to begin with. Well, that's yeah, that's an important part too, is just figuring out what it costs. You know, every sale what every sale costs us to get, too. You know, I think that's mm-hmm. another thing for a lot of entrepreneurs when we're selling a service. You know, we don't yeah. really think about that. It's not, you know, we don't have a tangible product that's changing hands, but it's actually our time. I think a lot of yeah. times we don't realize what, what the cost is involved, you know, in getting the client. And so I think that's an important thing to measure, too. You know, so you've got your hard costs and, you know, you've got to figure all that out, but then also, you know, what's your time worth? And I think that kind of, um, that's another hard one uh, for people to swallow. I think sometimes when they realize, gosh, you know, if I I could have just been working for somebody else and I'm making $2 an hour, you know, right? what I do after all the time that I spent, you know, on on something. It's just, it's sad, but it's, it's definitely something that we have to spend time on. And this time of year is a good time of year to look back and figure out, okay, how much do they actually earn when I take out all my hard costs and when I take out mm-hmm. what it costs me to get each one of the clients, what did I actually earn, you know, on yeah. the product? And I think it's really important to do, you know, well, if we're running, if we're truly running a business. Well, um, it is, and you and you touched on this as well, is that we can't be so in love with our products or services or maybe we love this thing that we put together, uh, but if no one's buying it, no one's buying it. You know, we can be in love with mm-hmm. it all day long, but being in love with it doesn't 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 pay the bills. So I think we should mm-hmm. try let's in our like last ten minutes here or so, let's wrap up or let's see if we can kind of summarize. We threw out a lot of good ideas. I think they were great. Yep. <laughs> I yep. they were Things to think great about. ideas. Mm-hmm. So we kind of summarize it and what let's see if we can pinpoint the top three things that a business owner should reflect on now at this time of year okay. so that they can get started off. Because we're not talking about goal setting yet. We will. We'll be talking about goal setting sometime probably in the next um, month here. Uh, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll be having a show on goal setting specifically. But at this point, it's this this reflection. And so we're talking about reflecting. So in order to figure out what you want to make next year, you have to kind of reflect back on what was working for you this year, where the money was coming from, not only who it was coming from, so who are those clients, what were the, uh, but also the methods of marketing that were working to attract those clients, and then also what products or services were making you the money, which were, you know, what are the uh, winners and which ones are the losers as far as when you're looking mm-hmm. at your inventory, whether your inventory is a service or a product. So what do you mm-hmm. think are maybe the top three areas that somebody could focus on if they wanted to dig into this? 
Well, I think that thing that's really eye-opening that a lot of people don't do, but I think is important to do, is actually look back over every single sale that you had, you know, or every single client that you worked with over the last 12 months. And, you know, to really look at who you worked with, where they came from, and how much it cost you to get that client. Um, And so, for instance, I work with a lot of real estate agents, and so they spend a lot of money on online advertising like Zillow, let's say advertising on Zillow. And um, the, the thing that's interesting is that Zillow will say, well, all you need to do is sell one house with Zillow and it'll pay for your whole year of advertising mm-hmm. with Zillow, right? And so, right. But, but the thing is, and that's an easy one to kind of rationalize the sale, but what if you only sold one house from Zillow the whole year, you know? Right. Because that's usually what happens, okay? So it costs... Yep. Say six thousand dollars. The commission was six thousand dollars, so you didn't make any money, but you spent, you know, a huge amount of time on, you know, because mm-hmm. the client might take. So right. then you realize, well, that was a loser. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't make any money. You know, I just broke even, but actually, I lost money because I spent so much time on it. So it's really important to figure that out, to figure out every single client were they profitable or not, and why, and so then you can make some tweaks here. So that would be number one. Okay. Um, okay. How about you? Do you got a number two? Well, let me do, let me double check here. So you so going back to your line or client list, and you're you're talking about the how much it costs to acquire. So the cost of the cost yeah. of acquiring a customer. Okay. Yeah, that's, then, that's part of it, and then and where they came from, you know, because you'll yep. start to see, you know, uh, patterns, which I think is interesting. A lot of times we don't really realize that there's some real profitable area that we could dive deeper in and actually, yeah. you know, make more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let me share with people a very easy way to do this to it in case you haven't been tracking your clients, your, the, your, your, you don't have a client list. If you haven't been doing that, you can do this very simply in an Excel sh- spreadsheet. And I like using an Excel spreadsheet because you can sort it, unless you already have some sort of more sophisticated client relationship management system, a CRM of some sort, if you mm-hmm. have that, you, mm-hmm. then you can just go in and pull, pull your reports. If you haven't been doing any of that, put it into maybe just have paper files or something, put it into an uh, Excel spreadsheet, and then sort your columns out. And you can have multiple levels of where this person came from. So if it was a referral, what I've always liked to do is if it was a referral, where, where did I meet the person who referred me? Okay, I always mm-hmm. like to go down, drill it down several sources. So yep. let's say Alyssa referred somebody to me. Well, where did I meet Alyssa? That would be mm-hmm. I would want. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly where I would want to, where I would want to track. And then maybe if uh, Alyssa was a contact from someone else, you know, maybe you have a referral, referral. But where did I meet that original? I always like to track it back to the original source. Because I think sometimes it's easy to overlook that and stop doing things that were working for us because mm-hmm. it isn't, it's not that apparent. So start by laying it all out in an Excel spreadsheet. It will give you, again, unless you have something, a more sophisticated system that's easier to use. I just think Excel is easy because you can sort it. But then, um, so what, what was the source and then what was that? The source is basically your marketing method. But then also mm-hmm. in that spreadsheet, is what did they purchase? Okay, so what did they purchase? Mm-hmm. If you are, say, you're a coach, did they purchase a book? Did they purchase a package? Did they do a one-time kind of coaching session? What specifically? So it, you would have a drop-down in your Excel 
spreadsheet where you would just have all of your products and services listed and then fill it in. They, then you get the consistency. Then you can sort and see if, you know, how many people purchased your big page or how many people purchased that book. It helps you under that. that that's where it gets easy to look at it. But if you just have it all in your head or you just have paper files or you have some other sort of, you know, method where it isn't easily sortable, it gets a little bit overwhelming. So I would take the time to do that. It's such It's so useful and you can sort it in so many ways. So we talked about yeah, so acquiring clients, knowing where they came from, so the cost to acquire where they came from, and then what products or services they purchased. So I think if you did those three things, that would give mm-hmm. you a pretty good look at what you want, where you want to focus your efforts in 2016 and who awesome. you want to focus um, your efforts on as well. Right, because so, you can get much more control over your business for the next year. I can't believe that we are already out of time. <laughs> I know. We have 30 seconds left here, and we're going to get shut off. Oh, my so, gosh. Okay, um, just okay. want a quick say to everybody. Um, thanks for joining us. And, um, you know, join us on Facebook or Twitter or our website, The Focus Radio, for all of them. Um, and uh, we just want to wish you happy planning when you're getting ready for planning 2016. And um, did I miss anything, Liz? Nope. Until then, stay focused. (laughs) You're listening to The Focus Radio Show on the EWN Radio Network.